You're listening to Toronto's number one real estate podcast, powered by Watson Estates. The most successful local real estate investing starts right here, right now. Here's your host, broker, investor, and social media influencer, Bradley Watson. Good morning, investors. Bradley here from Watson Estates. Today is June 27th. 2020. I'm so glad you could spend the weekend with us here on Toronto's number one real estate podcast. We are number one on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts for the topic of Toronto real estate. And the reason for it is because we're here analyzing what the market is doing as investors ourselves. We want to know is now the time to buy? Should we be running for the hills? And maybe there are opportunities across the GTA we have not yet heard of. And all on that note, we're going to talk about some some information as it relates to what the market is doing. We're going to start off talking about have detached home sales fully rebounded across the GTA. Are we back to normal business as usual? And we're going to break it down by different regions. A Zoocaster report highlights these for us. It's great insight, especially if you're considering where your next investment will be. And then our new home sales and prices down due to COVID. How have the pre-construction, how have the sales of new properties, new homes been affected by COVID? And then we're going to wrap it up because as July 1st comes very close, this is a key date. This is the date that the CMHC mortgage insurance changes will begin to apply in our housing market. And I saw an article came out that we're going to discuss what kind of impact will that have on prices, on sales, what's that going to look like in our local market and before I get started today, as I'm waking up early in the morning with my daughter, putting the podcast together, but kind of hanging out, we pulled out an old box. It was actually like a time capsule from Sandra's childhood. Some of the toys in there, just to ring some bells, is Polly Pockets, <laughs> a Viewmaster. You guys remember the Viewmaster, the thing you stick in the top and it's got like a light shine through it and you can flick through and look at pictures? Now, now we got Netflix, but <laughs> not in the 90s, or Pogs. There's also Spice Girl photos, which I think was popular because I remember seeing those all over the place. You know, you like a picture. It's like, how silly. You just buy a picture of a like a, a duplicated photo of the Spice Girls or they had other ones too, but obviously Sandra liked the Spice Girls. And I'll tell you, the Pez dispenser, it still tastes great. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There wasn't a Pez dispenser. If there was, I'd eat one though. <laughs> but you know what I miss most from the 90s were those Lolas. Do you guys remember those ice those ice cream Lola things? Oh, if you guys know where to find one of those, hit your boy up. I want one. I love those. They've got some knockoff ones now, but good stuff. The good old days. But memories are being made today as well. In fact, this is such an interesting time. We can't ignore what an amazing time we're living in today. And as the market continues continues to fluctuate, we need to keep our finger on the pulse. So there was a, a recent report that came up from Zucasa. So I had seen other articles talking about what they had to say. I'm like, ah, I hate being the third set of ears. I want to know what it is firsthand. So I jumped straight on to what the report was talking about from Zucasa. And here's what they had to say. To understand how market activity and housing competition conditions for detached properties evolved during Ontario's state of emergency, Zucasa tracked sales and new listing data from the Toronto Re Regional Real Estate Board. I hate that they changed their name, by the way. It's now it's not TREB, T-R-E-B. It's T-R-R-E-B <laughs> because it's Toronto Regional Real Estate Board. Can you say they're going to make a play, try to take other boards over? That's what I think is happening, but whatever. 
on a bi-weekly basis and they compared figures from 2019. So they broke it down. They looked overall in the GTA. Now here's, here's the kicker, right? We're talking about detached house sales. Obviously the, the concern, if there is concern right now in our market lies in the condos and in maybe the luxury, I wouldn't be so worried about the luxury, but I'd be more, more concerned about condos, right? Like small stuff and what's going on in that sphere. But it's important as the news comes out and we're going to talk about detach. I want to know what's happening to detach. Are we rock solid? Like, have we fully recovered in the detach segment? And what they do is they break it down by GTA region. So we're able to see everybody. So they found that after hitting a trough in April, sales and new listings for detached houses in all five GTA regions. So this is including, we've got Halton, Durham, York, Peel, and of course, Toronto, city of Toronto. In these regions there that they found it steadily rose through May and June. And between 2020 and 2019, sales was widest between April and May, with sales dropping by as much as 75%, which we've kind of tracked and we've seen that. So where are we today? Sales, so in every region, the sales gap started to close by the latter half of May and by mid-June, sales even outpaced 2019 levels for the same period in some GTA markets like Halton and Durham. So in some markets, we are actually past 2019 levels for a number of sales. Does that come as a surprise? I, that actually came a bit of a surprise to me. I mean, I kind of, I, I, it doesn't surprise me, but it does surprise me because I haven't heard that anywhere yet. So now you see there are certain regions that are 100% of the way back on the number of sales. And then the concern is, okay, well, we got sales. Well, what about new listings? Because we've got a new fluctuation of listings. We got to be careful. Well, in June, new listings recovered to at least 75% of last year's levels in each GTA region. When we break it down, I'm going to go each region. Yesterday, if you missed it, go back and check it out. We talked about what cities pose, pose the greatest opportunities for your investment in 2020. And that was from a Money Sense or a magazine article. So you can go back and listen to that. But what we're seeing, and you're going to hear this by region, is we're not seeing a crazy number of new listings. Because that that is the concern. I mean, I don't know what your concern is. But right now in the current market, between now and Q4, the only thing I'm worried about is a huge influx of new listings relative to the number of sales. Right, because if we get an influx of listings, that tells me, well, warning sign, maybe people are defaulting, maybe people are, are fleeing and they're forced selling. Even if forced selling is happening, it's not happening fast enough. Maybe we need some more. Because as we jump into the numbers, here we go. Let's start off with the city of Toronto. So for the period of June 8th to the 21st, sales, again, for detached homes only, okay, recovered to 87% of sales during the same period last year. So 87% of last year's number of sales are happening for detached homes in Toronto. Fun. Great. How about new listings? Even, listen to this, okay, June 8th to 21st, new listing levels were 81% like of what they were last year. A striking contrast to the weeks of April and May when new listings were only 30%. So you guys remember, like, the numbers came down all the way, all the way down. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, a... A 90s, a 90s song that would like relate to down. All I can think of, baby, are you down, down, down? I guess that's old, right? Is that old? <laughs> Anyways, but here's here's the here's the contrast though, right? Because and and they don't even paint that picture in these stats. I'm painting this picture for you because this is. I don't know if I'm the only one worried about this, but I've to me months of inventory is a huge, 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 huge indicator of where we're headed. So when I hear sales have rebounded 
from previous levels. But listings only re rebounded by 81%. There's a gap. There's a gap. It's not a huge gap, but there is a gap. And if the gap is on the other side, people might even be saying, oh, well, there's a bit of a gap, but there's a bit of a concern. But now that it's on this side, people aren't as concerned, and so it's not news. But what that is, is that 6% gap tells us that we are on the we have switched the directions on months of inventory and months of inventory are going to start to come down and down and down. We saw them go over 4% across the GTA. We saw them cross over 4% or sorry, four, four months of inventory, I believe was the date. I think that was. Whereas in a balanced market, you'd see anywhere from five, around five to six. So we, we maintained all the way through, we maintained a seller's market. However, we jumped up from what was at one point in 2017 below 1%. Last year, we were floating between 1% to 2%, but we jumped all the way up because of COVID to 4%. But that trend stopped. That came to a huge halt the moment sales and new listings balanced out. And since then, we what I am saying that no one else has yet heard, I haven't heard anyone say, okay? I have not heard this. If you guys have seen articles about this, send it to me because I don't want to be a lone voice. I don't want to be the lone voice crying wolf here is if sales are outpacing supply, that's an indication that months of inventory is going to continue to start coming down again. Step one to a solid recovery and eventual price appreciation and huge price increases that we've been experiencing in the past. Now, how fast it comes down, time will tell, but we need to be paying attention to this. When they look at their sales to new listing ratio, which we talked back a few days ago when they published it, they found that it with it was 47% for the period compared to 45% last year. So pretty much unchanged, right? Sales to new listings ratio. So we are in a very similar market to last year. And they're saying this, an agent out of Zucasa said, based on the recent traction we are seeing in the market, although demand is not quite at pre-emergency levels, it certainly feels as though we're heading back in that direction. I agree. I agree. And we've been heading in that direction for a while, by the way. I think people are just catching on to it. It's 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 fun and convenient when the news hits you and now it's like, oh yeah, no, we all kind of know this is happening. But did you know ahead of time, were you quick enough on the trigger to get those investments? And I, I doubt it. <laughs> I highly doubt it. There was a lot of confusion as this was happening. So I think there, it's, it's easy to be, it's easy to predict the future when the future is behind you. <laughs> So let's look at some of the different regions because I know you guys have investments across the GTA, right? So Peel, recovery of 88% of new listings from 2019 and home sales recovered of 87% of 2019. 10% lower than the level of sales during the two weeks prior to, to the COVID. So Peel has rebounded not just to last year, but all, like 10% below where we were at the beginning of this year. That's actually more impressive, by the way, because things were speeding up. And the sales to new listing puts them at 53%, which is unchanged from last year. Very solid. Same market as last year. York Region, okay? In 2019, they were their SNLR, their sales to new listing, was under 40%. And buyers leveraged the available supply to outpace demand. So sales were back up to 95% of 2019 level. So almost fully recovered in the past two weeks. New listings improved over the course of May to June were 80%. Again, listen to this gap. York region, watch for price increases. I know we have listeners in York region because I get comments from you guys all the time. So that is important because we found, actually, and interestingly enough, between March 2nd to 15th, pre-COVID closures, the two weeks prior, those new listings were up 132% compared to last year. So we haven't fully recovered. We're only 80%. 
and things were going crazy in York. So this tells me this spread right now, 95 to 80%, that's a 15% gap that every single month is closing, 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 tightening, squeezing. And that month of inventory is going to get really tight in York. Durham, sales for detached homes were 8% higher than 2019. Higher. There were more sales. Listen to that. New listings were at 75%. So the new listings were down 25%. Also, tightening, squeezing, squeeze. <laughs> the most recent thing I can think of that requires squeezing was the, the birth of my second child. <laughs> there are women deleting my podcast right now. Thank you, ladies. You guys are so strong. We appreciate you. If I was a child, I would appreciate you more, but I was never a baby, you know? <laughs> we need you guys. We love you. But we're squeezing this squeezing, this contracting <laughs> of our marketplace that's happening out in Duran region, right? Their sales to new listing out there is 65% and they're, they're keeping pace with last year. So Durham is a very tight sales are up. New listings are down last year over year. Crazy, crazy. Who would have thought who would have, I wouldn't have even thought this month and a half ago. I was optimistic. But I would not have even anticipated this. Now, again, keep in mind, this is detached. So we're talking the, we're talking the treasure of the GTA right now, as it relates to stability in our marketplace. It'll be interesting to see if condos start to follow suit with such low inventory in the region. Talking about Durham, the atmosphere is cutthroat. <clears throat> Shink. The majority of homes are selling in under seven days and clients waiting until the weekend often find themselves on the outside looking in with houses selling before they can even visit. Fun fact, your best day to search for properties in Toronto is on Friday. Fun fact. <laughs> Saturday's too late. <laughs> and that's what they're kind of implying here. So if you're available, take a day off and go look at homes on Fridays. I usually do that. Get the offer in with a short window of opportunity for them to respond before the weekend. Come in competitively. That's the way to do it because by Saturday, Sunday, you're just asking for competition. It's also the reason right now, if you're selling your home, to let the weekend happen, especially if it's the first weekend, unless you get a bully offer that is such a good bully that you have no reason to not give them your bologna sandwich. <laughs> Halton region, Halton region. We're going to point a highlight on you. You guys are also doing amazing. You are at a 2020 or sorry, 2020, 22% increase year over year in sales increase yet new listings are down to 90% of what they were. So like that's, I mean, it's still good, right? Like 90%, but there's still a gap there. That's a huge gap. That's a 32% gap. <laughs> so you're going to see a tightening as well, a contracting out in Halton. <laughs> the lack of listings since mid-March resulted in a backlog of buyers contending for a very limited amount of inventory. For buyers in particular, there's currently almost a mindset of a delayed spring market. They are already to move, make a move and compete. That's happening across the GTA. Spoken like a true champ. It's happening there, but it's happening everywhere, guys. We are in the spring. The stats are pointing to a spring market that is delayed in 2020. You are in it right now. So if you're thinking, you know what? I'm wondering if it's maybe a good time to sell my house. Guess what? You are in the spring market. It's a great time to sell your house. Good job. So we tracked this through. The question of what comes first, buyers or sellers, is now obvious, at least as it relates to the detached homes across the GTA. You guys, if you've been following us for a couple weeks even, maybe maybe a month now, we've been doing this for at least a couple months, tracking what's been going on with COVID. The question we had was, what comes first? The seller or the buyers? The chickens or the eggs? Well, it turns, 
Well, it turns out we don't got a whole lot of eggs. We got a load of chickens running around with their heads cut off looking for properties across our marketplace. And I expect this trend will continue leading to significant price increases until Q4. That's my thinking. Between now and Q4, or potential closures, or potential mortgage defaults, or mortgage extensions not happening, or CERB can cut off. Before these things all happen, in our current condition, you have a sale on pre-cooked Costco chickens, $7.99. At least I think that's the price. What a deal. And how low is the value of a chicken that you can have the thing cut, cooked, rotisserie style, and delivered for under $10? <laughs> Do you know you can monetize the value of humans? They actually have for the purposes of calculating when we're, when we're designing cities, we actually have a value for a human life. Funny enough. I can't remember what it is, but it's in the millions. You guys have value, actual value. But of course, with inflation, it's depreciating every single year as we continue to pump, pump the system with more money. <laughs> All right, let's move right along. So that's what's happening in the detached market. And, and I am also interested, and we're going to keep our, our finger on the pulse on what's happening in the condo market across across the city, across the GTA. So we'll watch for that stuff, but here's what's going on for new builds, pre-construction, new home sales. New home sales, according to BlogTO, are at the lowest right now than they've been in 20 years. Here's the article. Residential construction sites may be up and active all over Toronto, but that doesn't mean the market is booming. Far from it, according to experts, in light of the ongoing pandemic. It's an interesting, it's an interesting thinking, okay? Here's, here's the angle. The angle here is that we're not doing so good because people are buying pre-construction homes, sales offices are closed, right? In fact, we've even had delays in pre-construction builds and whether that's because of the cost, because we know the costs have gone up quite substantially for pre-construction with tariffs and whatnot. Hopefully we don't get smacked with aluminum, which is coming soon. All of these things are a factor, right? Plus the margins are already tight and if we don't get enough buyers and they're selling slowly. So we have a three to six month delay in construction, right? With all of these conditions or whatever that we're in. According to Build, Building Industry and Land Development Association CEO David Wilkes, or Wilkes, sales of newly built and pre-construction homes has fallen across the entire GTA since COVID-19 hit, down a whopping 81% year over year last month. The builders are struggling. They want your business. Might be an opportunity to buy a pre-build, by the way, pre-construction. Plus, you don't have to worry about filling it with a tenant. Also an interesting point. Not always an advocate on my end for pre-construction, but there's a bit of an opportunity here. Maybe, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe. And plus, if you want to play the long game, it's another way to do that. But my angle on the pre-construction is a little different because this angle is we're not doing so good. We're not selling, da, 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 da. However, recognize what this means. The urgency that we had pre-COVID for pre-construction, that we needed more housing development. That still exists today. We can't ignore that we need more construction. We need more supply. The supply is the bigger issue. Remember my talk yesterday. I am more worried about affordability than I'm worried about price. Like, let's stop worrying about price. Start worrying about affordability because right now, with the supply crunch we already have, if we can't address that issue, and Build knows that, governments know that, even builders know that. Builders of commercial units, which we'll see in a minute, are starting to choose. Maybe we should start getting into housing because I'm not liking my environment right now with these tenants that I got, right? I'm not liking this being in this office space or in retail. This represents the lowest level of new construction home sales in Toronto since 2000. There you go, 20 years. Wow, 2000 was 20 years ago. 
<laughs> sales centers weren't available for people to visit and look at new product. That's an important point, right? So people aren't buying for that reason. The star reports that most under construction housing projects in the region are currently behind by an average of six months. I think from the same numbers that I saw, the same stats they did, I think it was actually between three to six months, but it's, it's neither here nor there, right? So we have delays and that's approval delays, worksite restrictions, right? And yet, despite the historic low sales numbers, prices are holding steady and even going up in some cases for newly built residences. So this is why I don't take the angle they do because that, that's that point right there. Just because you're not selling pre-construction doesn't mean there's not money in pre-construction, right? Like these units, they can't afford to cut. That's the other thing. They can't afford to cut their price point. These guys are not making a lot of money. Like on a pre-construction, my understanding is they make like 10%. They make a 10% on the sale of that home. They're not making the margins you might think. So they're holding prices steady. In fact, they're going up. And all of this is because the market is tight, 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 tight. Squeeze. It's contract. <laughs> Uh, digging myself in a huge, huge, huge hole. <laughs> Rents may be falling fast on account of COVID-19, but buyers don't seem to be having the same kind of luck, right? We've, we've seen a stark contrast between rentals and between purchases. Now, that's not to say rentals long-term is still an amazing play area. Some of these builders, they're just switching from condos to long-term rentals. That's what they're doing because they see that opportunity. New single family home resident, or sorry, home prices remain relatively flat in May. New condo prices, on the other hand, shot up condos by 24.6%. So when we look at pre-construction condos, they're actually up almost 25% year over year. So if that's any indication on where condos are headed, there you have it. People are still clearly interested in condos as it relates to price. But what I think is built into that, that they've missed in this article, is that condos were already on fire. Like they were already super heated up. They were turned all the way up, right? So now we're starting to think, oh, well, that must be because, you know, they're better. Well, the prices are, have been, they haven't fully been, factored in where they were headed. So when we see that condos are like down, condos down 10%. Yeah, but when you look at it, you can see, well, but they were up 20%. They were up 20, over 20%. So really, are they are they down 10%? No, just they were down 10% from March, if that makes sense. Delays will cause further supply crunch. So Wilkes says the market should rebound once the COVID crisis has cleared, but it could be at least nine months until what we call a quote, return to normal for the residential construction industry. So they're going to be in a, a tough spot. It sucks to be selling pre-construction right now. It sucks to be a builder right now, but things will be back to normal within the year, which lines up with the prediction by 2021, things will Come back. Things will be rebounded, even in some of the works predictions here in Toronto. But I felt I saw this side article I thought was very interesting. Former IBM Canada HQ set to transform into three-tower condo development. Now, this is at Dixie and Eglinton. The Toronto Preservation Board will consider a recommendation to designate IBM Canada's former HQ at 1150 Eglinton East. And they're proposing to allow construction of three condo towers on top which is part of the sprawling master planned crosstown community. So here's the deal. We are still behind in housing stock and not to mention it could be the solution could be found. And I've had other listeners comment this in the past, which is such a good idea that I never even thought of at the time. And now we're seeing it. What if commercial switches? 
because commercial is not doing so hot. In fact, people don't need to go into the office. They want to buy online. They want to work from home. They're even asking for a four-day work week to the prime minister. So while that's happening, maybe this is an opportunity to address our housing stock issue. And I think it's a great idea. I wouldn't be surprised if we see these commercials rezoning to residential as things move forward. This could become a trend. Listen for it in the news. You heard it here first. So here's some other side news before we get into our last point, talking about CMHC's insurance. One, Microsoft to permanently close all physical stores, right? Affecting commercial. Ontario provides stable electricity pricing for industrial and commercial companies. They're trying to help support them on their electricity costs and peak hours. Also commercial. Expanded CEBA program, right? This is for business, the business account now available through the big banks. There was delays now that's available also to help businesses. So we are trying to get business back on track because obviously they are the most hard hit thing in town. All right, let's talk about qualifying for a mortgage effective July 1st, happening very quickly. I mean, I, I mean, by next week, this is next week we're talking here. So you're going to go to bed, you're going to wake up and boom, <laughs> bam, no more 90s. <laughs> Here's an article that comes from straight.com. It actually was talking about Vancouver, but it is the best source I've seen talking about what impacts we're going to have. It's the only thing I've seen outside of CMHC themselves. CMHC mortgage insurance changes will have minimal impact on housing market, according to Renee Intelligence. Rennie Intelligence, R-E-N-N-I-E. The research arm of high-profile condo marketing firm doesn't believe the new federal mortgage insurance rules will hobble the Vancouver real estate market. Okay, that's what they're talking about in this article. In the analysis released today, they talk about, they acknowledge the CMHC's restrictions will present challenges for home buyers who can't put down 20%. The reason that I think this is an important topic is one, this is going to happen next week. Two, there is a lot of confusion about what's happening. I've even received messages from people saying, am I not allowed to buy a property with less than 20% down anymore? I've had that question. You can, you can. This affects people with less than 20% down, yes, but it affects you in what you qualify for and it limits a small margin of people who shouldn't have really qualified for a mortgage in the first place. And that given COVID probably aren't working, won't qualify anymore anyways. So they say that's because this will find it more difficult to ensure, ensure mortgages starting on July 1st when this change take effect. They say it will have, quote, minimal impact on the overall market. Well, why do they say that? Well, they say, some borrowers who otherwise would have been impacted CMHC rule changes may be able to work around them. So CMHC is not the only game in town. You still have Genworth and Canada Guarantee. And so what some people, these other side insurers, they, you, they're, not, they're not following suit. So they account together for 25% of the mortgage default insurance market. So you know what's going to happen. People are going to bail from CMHC and switch over if they need it. And if you're in that pickle, there you go. Enjoy the sandwich. <laughs> Give me your sandwich. <laughs> that was a bully reference, by the way. <laughs> so, so that's what's going on, right? So people can, they can sideswipe it. That's option number one. These changes will directly impact some buyers, specifically first-time home buyers. That's who's really getting squashed. We need a first-time home buyer tax credit in Toronto, by the way. That's also a side conversation happening, including those with low credit scores, right? The credit score requirement goes up. Uh, your debt service ratio has gone up. For households with a gross income of 100000 for example, the lowering of the maximum GDS could reduce maximum loan by 70000 So yes, you still qualify, but you qualify for less. According to Rene Intelligence, only 16% of residential portfolio of chartered banks is linked to loans that require mortgage insurance. So it's a small part. 
It's not a huge portion of the business. And again, if 16% transfers from CMHC over to Genworth, so be it. <laughs> Only 5.8% of new mortgage holders had credit scores lower than 660. So there's not a lot of people in that margin anyways, right? CMHC indicates that only 10% of borrowers with CMHC mortgage default insurance has a GDS of more than 35%. So we're dealing with single digits. We're dealing with single digits. Is that going to put a wrench in the fire that we are on here in Toronto? I doubt it. <laughs> but this rolls out July 1st and time will tell. The stats will shell. Well, will shell. <laughs> the shell. The shell is the ignition that lights the Toronto real estate fire. <laughs> shell gas which gas is pretty cheap. Actually, prices are going to be going up. We'll see. That'll be an interesting thing to track as well. I'm tracking the market. Guys, I love real estate, but I also love tracking investments. Like for example, did you know we just got slaughtered this week on the TSX? We got slaughtered on the S&P and the Dow. Did you guys know that? Pay attention. You guys are investors. Know the investment options, right? Gold's increasing in value right? There's a lot of interesting things happening because actually the big reason is the cases in the States increasing, but here in Ontario, they're coming down despite reopenings. Good job. Good job, Toronto. Good job, Canada. I'm going to leave it there. Hopefully you learned some fun stuff as it relates to our local real estate market. I'm going to have a little bit of a hiatus tomorrow, take a break, but I will be back on Monday. In the meantime, spending the weekend with my family, maybe going playing with some nineties toys, maybe order some Hawaiian punch online. Mm. Have yourselves a great weekend. Bye, bye, bye.